OMG, thank you so much for rocking with us. It's Draped in Gold. Can you believe it? We're just a couple days removed from NXT Deadline 2023 and Fallout still inbound. My name is Lobo Boys, and thank you so much for rocking with me on that Twitter or X, on that LinkedIn, on that YouTube, on that Trovo Live, and on that Facebook. But as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the guy who got to hit up South Beach this weekend. Give it up for the real Jack Farmer. What's going on, sir? Yeah, what a great trip we had. You and I both went to Miami, Florida, called some action. I didn't go to South Beach. A different type of <laughs> ring. You made it to South Beach at some point, didn't you? No, I didn't. I didn't go to South Beach. I got stopped both times. <laughs> you didn't make it? Oh, man, you missed out. I mean, the sand. No, the I didn't make it to South people. Beach. It was a great time. I'll be honest. <laughs> My favorite part about it, though, oh, God, this is the kind of person. Sure. If you want to. You want to find out what kind of person old Jack Farmer is. My favorite part about South Beach was there was this gelato place where I had some of the most amazing gelato. Everyone else worried oh about their God. six pack abs. I'm eating ice cream like like a child. Just rub it in, why don't you? Yeah, I mean, they had every flavor you could ask like. for. It was they had snickers they had nutella they had oreo they had they had oreo and a uh cookies and cream flavor it was like they had everything i was like i said just a a child no one watching over me just eating because i was by myself so no one to judge just able to stuff my face yourself because i wasn't there with you i got you that makes sense yes and and nfl seven know what i'm ever gonna see by the way because it's across the country so i could just stuff my face with no fear that i will be judged influence of fight league seven available on fight jack and i were on the call but apparently i didn't get the gelato afterwards but that's, <laughs> that's fine that's totally fine uh well we're just a couple days removed from nxt deadline i had a chance to cast the show and i thought it was really really good it's it's kind of odd though that nxt deadline is the last ple for all brands toward the end of the year so kind of the exclamation point but i will admit i was wrong Walking into this one, I said the Iron Survivor Challenge, I don't get it, bah humbug. I still think it's weird when you have to roll out of the ring and go into a penalty box, but the matches slapped in unison. Yeah, the thing that I really loved about Deadline this year, by the way, Deadline, it actually is a perfect name for the last show, the last PLE of the year, because the end of the year, you know, it's the deadline. You got to make things happen now. So what I really loved about this show and uh, deadline in this event is Trick Williams. Obviously, we'll talk about Trick Williams and everything he's accomplished at this week's event, but he's obviously been riding a wave of momentum. And we've seen in the past, Flobo, over the years, many wrestlers, many superstars build momentum and sometimes they rise up for something that is just a one-time thing and then they disappear back into the ether sometimes it's like a false rise where they it's like they start coming up but then they sort of get stuck in the middle or something like that trick williams at deadline i think showed the world that this is not some passing fancy phase this is something that is absolutely here to say stay trick williams is a superstar and we'll talk about trick Williams maybe a little bit more. I don't know how far we want to go in discussing him this early in the show, but my, I've been high on trick Williams for a long time. You know that I've, I've been someone who I, if I can brag a little bit, I called trick Williams being a star very long ago, but even I have to say after deadline, 
his ceiling may be way higher than even I expected. I mean, this guy, he might be a massive superstar. Jack, I've known you for almost 10 years. That's the first time you ever asked permission before you bragged. But let's get into it then. Trick Williams is right dead center in one of the biggest storylines of wrestling, bloodline aside. The whole Trick Mellow, Ilya Dragunov, Carmelo Hayes saga. At the end of NXT last night, Trick Williams, the Iron Survivor winner, which means at New Year's Evil, he gets a title shot against the Mad Dragon. But Carmelo Hayes had a bombshell. By the end of it, it was actually Trick Williams on the ground feeling the effects. Now, Jack, I like Carmelo Hayes, but the crowd around him says Carmelo was lying. Trick Williams looks like it has a distraction in his best friend, and Elliot Dragunov gets a laugh all the way to the bank. What do you make of this? Well, yeah, I think that there was a, a famous superstar years ago who once called the people fickle, and that's all I could think about as I was listening to that crowd say what they said about Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes has been such an entertainer to us, such a champion to us. And when things are good, we are absolutely behind him. But the front runners in the crowd suddenly want to throw him out like yesterday's trash because he's not currently the champion. How yeah. dare they? Look, Carmelo Hayes has never lied to us. You can't give me a single example of a time that Carmelo Hayes has set us up and let us down. He did. No mercy. Remember, he says he don't miss, and he missed, and he totally lost. But me like, like a champion, he fought. We believed in him. You and I, we were cheering for Carmelo Hayes, even though he lost. But suddenly now, because Dragunov got the win, everyone's, oh, I don't care about this guy. Boo, he sucks, whatever. It, it, look, Carmelo Hayes, if he says he didn't do it, Right. I believe him. And you know what, Flobo? If he says Ilya Dragunov did it, I believe him. I think Ilya Dragunov is trying to take out Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes together. I think Ilya Dragunov is trying to separate the two-man power trip of the 2020s. I think that Ilya Dragunov is more dangerous than we let on, even though we all agree he's one of the most dangerous men in wrestling, Flobo. So let's take a step back. The reason why Carmelo Hayes interrupted that uh, main event, I suppose, was that there was a little bit of a breakaway at the beginning of the show where Carmelo Hayes got attacked, supposedly. We don't allegedly, we don't really know what happened backstage. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wait, wait, was, was Trick Williams allegedly attacked? Was uh, Nikita Lyons a year ago allegedly attacked? Well, Davenport allegedly attack people? Why Why don't you believe Carmelo Hayes? Well, to answer your last question first, Nikita said Blair and Blair admitted to it. So she was attacked. Uh, and, and when it comes to Rick Williams, he's also was allegedly attacked as well. We don't really know what happened. I'm keeping things as objective as possible. Do not take my allegedly as not believing Carmelo. But even though he has a match this Friday in that United States uh, Championship tournament, he was hobbling quite a bit. So Carmelo wanted to know who was at the bottom of it. He says it's Ilya Dragunov, but it's not so much what the crowd was chanting. It's the words they were saying, Melo's guilty. Now, just entertain this for a second. Let's say someone did attack Carmelo Hayes that we don't see and someone who's not in that ring at the time. Would it be kind of odd to go after the champ and accuse him not knowing if there is another option out there? So, first off, Blair Davenport was just yes anding. But when we talk about <laughs> improv superstar, Blair Davenport, <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> but 
to, to Carmelo Hayes's point, to, to all this, what, is, what does Carmelo Hayes have to gain in this situation? Attacking Trick Williams doesn't get Carmelo Hayes closer to the NXT championship. Attacking Carmelo, do, like pretending to get attacked, doesn't make Carmelo Hayes the number one contender. None of that helps him. It doesn't make any sense. Why would he do all this? It's it just, it doesn't add up, Flobo, especially for someone who never misses. Mm. What do you guys think in the chat? Is Carmelo guilty of breaking up Trick Melo Gang? It's Ilya Dragunov the one? And it's kind of funny, funny that Lexus King is like, yeah, it wasn't me. Peace. Your princess is another castle. That is most scoundrelly uh, actions of all three of them. But we'll have to put a pin on that. Let's move on to someone I thought won deadline, even though they didn't win. Josh Briggs, as to me, has arrived as a competitor, and there's no better evidence of that this week. Six-person tag. I'm not sure if they have a name, but Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon Henley against Metaphor minus Akara Jackson. Uh, and it was Josh Briggs getting the pin. He's feeling it. He pinned the Heritage Cup champion. He wants a title shot. But it looks like Brooks Jensen is not really on board. It's... It's so great that you said that, Flobo. Rarely do we agree on things. But as I'm really? watching this event, yeah, Josh Briggs, he has had over the past few years a glass ceiling above him. And I don't know if that is a self-imposed glass ceiling. I don't know if that is a situational glass ceiling. But he has found himself just breaking through these ceilings and really standing out and really putting himself in a position to be a star right now. And he proved it yet again on NXT this week by getting the win at a time when I don't think things look good for his team. I think the previous versions of Josh Briggs would have fallen short. Now, as I was watching this event unfold after the match, I was thinking uh, Jensen's in a very interesting spot because interesting. he's in a situation where he can either be a ship that rises with the tide or he can sink away. But like you said, I'm a little worried because it feels like Jensen instead is trying to be the person that holds the friend back so that he doesn't get left behind. Okay, so that leads into my next question. It looks like Fallon Henley was uh, having a rough week as well uh, with her uh, performance at Deadline. Was this the beginning of the end of our country trio? Will this be the moment we look back and say the seams are beginning to fray a bit? Possibly. And it doesn't mean it's the end. This is far from being over for this group. We've seen groups go through a lot tougher situations in the past. Um, but this, I think, is really going to boil down to how Jensen handles things. At the end of the day, Josh Briggs is doing incredible stuff. He is really growing, and he's really shifting things into a higher gear. This is where the team should rally behind him and should let him lead the charge to a higher level. But wrestling's filled with jealousy, Flobo. It's filled really? with jealousy filled with bitterness, and it's filled with people who likes to hold others back. And if if Jensen now, – now, I think Fallon Henley, I think she's still got her head in the right place. She's still right. on track. Right. Jensen – and I was totally behind him. Again, up until that whole talk about the Heritage Cup coming up. And that worries me, Flo, but I'm a big fan of locker rooms being on the same track and – if this was a football team, if this was a basketball team, and I had one person saying, look, man, 
you're not really an MVP player. You're more of a bench player. I'd say Ooh. you're not that you shouldn't be around. We want all of our guys to want to be the MVP. MVP of NXT. So we do have uh, Brooks just kind of just uh, being the middle person, not really having a path. Josh looks like he wants a Heritage Cup. And there seems to be a grudge match between Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. I'm with you. I may think that this is the moment we look at this and be the end of the bar. <laughs> we are the bar uh, <laughs> of these three. And it's kind of sad because, you know what? I was starting to buy into the tag team, but there's something about Josh Briggs. Grabbing that brass ring over the past three weeks definitely feels he can go toe-to-toe with guys like Dijak. We saw that up close. And if Dijak can go toe-to-toe with Baron Corbin, well, definitely we have ourselves a Josh Briggs-Baron Corbin match on the horizon. So hopefully the best for them. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about this men's breakout tournament because I got questions, right? So we have eight men in this tournament. Of course, I'm going to ask you who you think is going to win it all, but I think we have an idea. But before the first match happens, Lexus King hits Trey Bearhill in the back with a chair, and he is punished by being in the tournament <laughs> by assistant manager, general manager Ava. Makes sense to this for me. Lexus King has been an absolute chaotic neutral here at NXT. He just doesn't really care. Goes after everybody. Gets himself a ticket to the men's breakout tournament. Do you think it's a little bit unfair? I think that when Lexus King showed up on the scene, a lot of people had preconceptions about what they were going to see from him, especially the fact that he talked about having a legendary father in the pro wrestling business and trying to break away from that. I think a lot of times when someone has a family member who was in pro wrestling, we assume that they're going to be good, technically speaking, or they're going to have a move set or a confidence. Yeah. I think what Lexus King has brought to the table from having a legacy in pro wrestling is the understanding of how to manipulate the situation he is in. And I want to start, you go back to deadline. This is a guy who's new to NXT. And usually you have to fight your way up the ranks to get right. into big time matches. Usually you have to put in a lot of work, a lot of elbow grease, but because Lexus King knows how to manipulate the situation, he found himself in a match with someone who many of us rightfully claim is the face of NXT on a huge show, a huge event. And huge. he did nothing to do that. As he said, he didn't attack Trick Williams. He didn't attack anyone, which, by the way, everyone else blamed him. And I was on his side from the, from the beginning. But yes, I digress. <laughs> now, Please digress. Now... We're looking at the breakout tournament. He didn't have a spot. He didn't have a place. But again, through pulling strings, through manipulation, he has put himself in yet another position to succeed. Now, the big statement win has eluded him so far. But as long as he keeps getting at bats, eventually he's going to hit that home run. Well, Lexus King gets to be in the tournament, which I still don't understand why, but this brings me to this week's general manager pick -em. This is where I get to ask Jack Farmer as if he is the general manager or assistant to general manager because Ava made the decision <laughs> uh, of NXT. What would he do in this situation? Look, tough, it is kind of locked in. Trey Bearhill is out. Lexus King is in. But what is Trey Bearhill entitled to when he's healthy? Because apparently it's going to take him more than a week to recover from a chair shot to the back. Does he get a title opportunity, you think? Financial compensation? Or it's just tough cookies? He was a guy in the back of the line. Tough cookies? You're the guy in the back of the line. 
Uh, you should do some research before stepping into the NXT <laughs> locker room. Research? And oh, a Wikipedia article, a book, what research? What are you talking about? Well, but if if have you seen an NXT event where someone wasn't attacked? Like you should know that this could happen. Why is Trey Bearhill standing with his back right to the entranceway? Now I know you think, well, you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. Well, guess what? NXT is a dangerous place. He should have been ready for that kind of thing. I know it sounds mean, but that's how it is in NXT. People get attacked. Sorry, pal. You weren't ready. Lesson learned. I hope he's grown from this experience. Well, if I'm Lexus King, I'll look over my shoulder because I'm pretty sure Trey Bearhill should be close to 100% next week. But can you believe that? Your NXT is run with an iron fist and it despises. I despicable. It is. I can't stand it. Yeah. Only the strong survive. <laughs> Let's get into our first match over the corner of the tournament. Miles Bourne, who I've just learned is part of the No Quarter Catch Crew. I had no idea that was <laughs> that was the name for the longest time. I thought it was just Drew Gulak and the boys uh, representing that group against <laughs> Oba Femi, who is an absolute specimen. I see this guy on the main roster with the title over his shoulder. I see him being the heavy in a faction. I see this guy being someone chances Oba. Oh, but, but that said, he gets the win here. Miles Bourne of Zion Effort comes up short. Men's breakout tournament, first impressions. You know, this was before we knew Lexus King was in the tournament. So as I was watching this match, I actually was thinking to myself, this kind of feels like the finals. You know, like when you're watching any other sport and they're doing the playoffs where the best two teams are in the same conference. So you see the, the best two teams face each other before the Super Bowl or before the finals. It kind of felt that way when I was watching this. I felt like either of these guys could have represented their side of the brackets in the finals. Obafemi, I agree with you, just a, a specimen, a powerhouse. I always say the first thing you look for in a superstar is do they pass the eyeball test? And Ooh. absolutely both these fellas pass Go the ahead, colors. I think that, uh, uh, look, strong, big, athletic, I think looking at this and not to take anything away from Oba Femi, superstar, agree with you. We're, I, I'm right there. I think the reason Oba got the win instead of Miles this time around is athleticism, strength, power. That benefits you the most early in your career because that's when you're young and you have the most of it. Miles Bourne with Drew Gulak's group is someone who's basing his career. No quarter catch crew. The no quarter catch crew rolls right off the tongue. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, is some is a group that specializes in strategy, in knowledge, in being able to outthink your opponents. That's something that grows over time. So he's not going to be as successful now, in hopes of that paying dividends later as he gets more experience, gets more understanding, and gets more knowledge. I think of it very much like the old question. Would you rather get a million dollars today or have a penny that doubles every day for a month? That right. first half of the month, if you take the penny, doesn't look like you made a good choice. Right. But as things carry on, it becomes a better investment. Uh, I think that down the road, these two are going to clash many more times. We'll see if the investment that Miles is putting in now pays off down the road. Well, I appreciate your analysis here, but the reason why Obafemi won is because he powerbombed Miles Bourne to hell. Did you see that? Oh my Dude. God! Obafemi, look, <laughs> this is this is. I'm, I'm trying to analyze here, Flo, but, but you're right. Obafemi, he's a 
you know, I don't, I, no gimmick infringement, uh, but he is a big, strong boy. Like, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, you have to like, use a spatula for poor Miles Bourne there. But uh, there's a the few, even that, that backdrop where he lifted him and then hucked him up a little bit more just, just for giggles. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> Obafemi is, like I said, a specimen. I, you can't, you can't, you can't really say anymore. I think that just from a pure physical aspect, um, if not for Lexus King, I would say Obafemi's got this one in the bag. I don't think there's anyone that is going to be able to outmatch him. I think he's just, a, I, I think he's going to be unbeatable in this thing. I think he's going to steamroll forward. Well, let's take a look at the other side of the bracket there. Keanu Carver, uh, which was uh, definitely, I think his uh, intangibles was also his athleticism against former NXT UK grappler Josh Burrell, Riley Osborne, who's been tearing it up. On Level Up, if you watch that show, there's a ball of energy, uh, definitely from the Nate Frazier school of running to the ring, props to that, and the other side. But it was Raleigh Osborne with the Shooting Star Press getting the dub seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, Josh Morell, an old favorite of uh, first run draped in gold uh, times here. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I got to say, looks like Riley's been putting time in the gym. Looks like Riley's been doing everything you want to see from someone uh, who is on the up and up. Really glad to see Riley get the win here as well. Keanu Carver, I think, very similar uh, to Oba. I think just a little less refined at this point. But the power and the force that Keanu Carver brought was really, really incredible. Riley Osborne, though, gets the win here. And in all due respect, a little surprised he was able to pull it off. Outsized a lot here. But we're going to see. This is where it's interesting. I think Riley Osborne may shock a lot of people as we move forward. Real quick, uh, Keanu Carver, buy, sell, hold. You know, it's... This is first match. It's said first televised match ever. So this is very, very early. Very early. First, it's his first one I say hold. Um, because it's just, like you said, it's the first match. So it's very hard to, to say, especially when we've got a breakout tournament happening where a lot of people are going to show off really, really well. So... Oh. I, I say hold for now, but that said, if you're a feisty investor, feisty. throw some money down because historically speaking, most participants in the breakout tournament do all right. Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Keanu Carver, if you're watching, if you're listening, I will buy into you. Just give me a nickname, man. I, it's kind of weird being like, go Keanu, and it's not John Wick. I was expecting some gun kata, but please, I would lovely will buy in more. I'm also in the whole camp. I think that's what's holding you back because I'm thinking about, man, what would the guy from Speed do in the situation? <laughs> I mean, like, what would the guy from Johnny Mnemonic do in the situation? So that's Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. I am an old man. Okay. Dude. <laughs> To this day, every now and again, I think that laser whip was pretty sick. See, bring that to a <laughs> title match, uh, right? <laughs> speaking of names, I will say, as a as a person who gets confused easily, having Miles Bourne and Riley Osborne in the same tournament could get a little dicey. There was a time there was like three Carters in the roster between Nash Carter, Oliver Carter, and Caden Carter, and that was a bad time for Flopito. I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, But as a tag to this one here, after the match, Riley Osborne's uh, getting all sweaty, but Thea Hale looks to be looking at Osborne with a little bit of puppy dog eyes there, Jack. Is there love in the air on Tuesday nights? I mean, weren't we all looking at him with puppy dog eyes, Flobo? Hey, man. I'm a journalist. Yeah, I kind of was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like... 
he's okay. And then he spoke in that accent, and I swooned, Flobo. Accents do make you look a lot more attractive. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it's it's great. I think that Thea Hale has just grown so much as a person, and it's it was good to see her brave enough to go approach someone that she may have a little bit of a crush on. So we'll see how this goes. Two oh, cuts in, though. What about Watch out? Uh, I don't know if you're like Duke Hudson's your man or <laughs> Duke Hudson's way hotter. What? Well, Duke Hudson, Duke Hudson's my is my man. I'm a I'm a Duke Hudson fan. <laughs> yeah, he does, man, and the <laughs> accent too. I'll show, I'll see accent, but um, elsewhere in Chase U, it looks like Scripps has something in a briefcase for Andre Chase. What do you think it is, my friend? Well, hopefully, it is a curriculum for a business program because that school needs to learn how to make money, Flobo. From Scripps? You take a business curriculum from Scripps? <laughs> Every Step time. one, count money in an alley. <laughs> Step two, count more money in an alley. I mean, to your point, Scripps got a handful of money. Chase U is excited about selling $50 at a bake sale. So <laughs> That's really hard to do. It actually is really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Uh, so, you know, this is a fascinating thing for me to watch unfold, though. Uh, anyone here in the United States knows that uh, higher education uh, can be a little dicey financially. And so it's very interesting to see how higher education pays off here. But I, the thing that I took away from this is, one, Chase U may be getting its hands dirty to pay some bills. But two, JC Jane and Thea Hale walking away from the class. And I don't blame them. The thing is, you pay to go to school. They don't owe Chase U anything. Chase U owes them. So if anything, if I'm in that class and I'm hearing about financial problems, my teacher's saying, go raise more money. I'm saying, look, I paid tuition. You owe me, pal. You figure this out. What do you do with my money? I think that if I'm anyone in that class, I would be upset with Andre Chase right now, Flobo. I don't think they owe him anything. They shouldn't be selling anything at bake sales and car washes. Andre Chase needs to be getting his hands soapy at the car wash. Uh, uh, why you take soapy so evilly? It's soapy, but uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, you and yours. <laughs> I mean, work pays me. I want to play hooky all the time. But yeah, why is Andre Chase not working out there? But yeah. You know, yeah. a quick way to get cash is championships. New North American champion, Dragon Link, walking through the flame with an open yeah. challenge for his Garnal Wesley. And we're going to see who's going to take the bait to be the first challenger. I thought it would have been a former North American champion, but it was a big, strong boy, Tyler Bate. Now, we're going to talk about Dragon Lee in a second. But you and I both know that I like Tyler Bate. One of my favorite matches of all time is when Tyler Bate took on Walter at NXT TakeOver Cardiff, I believe. But to me, Tyler Bate's a shell of his former self. It was a very winnable match with a big, strong boy. But unfortunately, he was on a losing end. What do you make about that, my friend? Well, Tyler Bate has an uncanny ability to stay calm, to stay grounded, Man. and that can absolutely be a strength. But sometimes it's pretty valuable to just let that junk that's rattling in your head get on your nerves. Sometimes it's a good idea to get angry, to get upset, to get take things personally, to let the chip on your shoulder grow a little bit. That mm -hmm. adds... That emotion adds adrenaline. It adds drive. And I think that Tyler Bates missing that. Let, let's, let stuff offend you a little bit, Tyler Bates. Get upset. Take it personally. I look at measurables, right? And I look at, 
Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate. And really, there's not a lot of differences when you compare the two just on the pure physical aspect. But Dragunov's able to channel those emotions, and it's made him unstoppable. Wait, Tyler wait, Bay wait, wait. Hold on. Those up and Hold on. No, no, no. Because for months, you're like, oh, man, Dragunov, he's just too much of a loose cat. He got to put a lid on it. And now you're saying, oh, Tyler Bate has too much of a lid on things? What is the balance there, Deck Farmer? Well, of course there's a balance. I mean, I don't want him running around willy-nilly just attacking people in the streets. <laughs> uh, but, Grand Theft Auto style? But yeah, just uh, yeah, I don't want him like, oh, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming back to my city. Let's go attack everyone here. Let's go! Uh, so, but I think you, you need to let things bother you a little bit. You need to have that how dare you. You know, he, he shouldn't have come in. I was very upset that he lost another opportunity and his first reaction was to give Dragon Lee a hug. No, he needs to go out there. But how da- like he should have come out there saying, "I'm going to take your head off, Dragon Lee. I don't care how important this is to you. I deserve this." He needs to have a little bit, a little selfishness. Tyler Bate needs to get a little upset. I want to see him get angry. I want to see him get mad, and I want to see him start taking that out on people. I'm with you, but on the other side, Dragon Lee, new North American champion, was really literally called the future of Lucha Libre by Rey Mysterio. How did he quit himself in the first title defense of your opinion? I thought this was a great showing for Dragon Lee. I think Dragon Lee did everything right. Dragon Lee is doing exactly what he should be doing because for a while, Dragon Lee, talented as he is, struggled to find his footing i think in wwe whether it be his time on nxt and falling short in title matches going to smackdown coming back to nxt we didn't really know where dragon lee stood and now that he's a champion and he's having these big matchups and these big defenses it's letting him get that footing and letting him get a place where we can know who he is and where he stands now he may take this and stay here he may grow i don't know but This is exactly what you want to really lay a foundation for a strong career. So I think he's doing everything right. I think he's doing the the best things he can. And if he continues this, I think Dragon Lee has a very bright future ahead of him. Why is his trunk so short? He's he's, I asked tough questions, man. I'm sorry. He is. um, You know, he I think he knew he was going to have a match with. I think he knew he was going to be in there with the big, strong boy. And he said to himself, look, man. I'm not only going to beat you in the ring. I'm going to try to beat you in the thigh guy category and almost did (laughs) almost. So still tell I beat your ring thigh guy. Oh, it's going to take a lot to knock him (laughs) off. He's got his thighs wrapped around the top of that perch. (laughs) I want to make this the most silent moment ever. (laughs) Let you sit what you just said, pause, Uh, but I won't. (laughs) Okay. Moving on to things. I I stand by it. Just so uh, you know. Let's talk about a match that really wasn't a match. No contest. It was Dijak against Eddie Thorpe. I was in my notes saying, um, LOL, how long is going to go on? But they had ourselves a wrinkle. This time being attacked by the top of the ropes of the ring. Don't see that one every day. Dijak completely unhinged. Had to be separated by officials. And Eddie Thorpe, his ribs have not seen a good, easy day in weeks. It's not going to end, Jack. Uh, so my question is, talk about the match, one. And two, how does this end? Well, this is actually really a very dangerous and serious situation between these two guys because I think they both know. You know Eddie Thorpe knows he can't let Jack get away with disrespecting his family and his heritage and his culture the way he did 
Because if he does, then that's going to happen to him the rest of his career. And Dijak, like any good bully, knows that he can't let anyone stand up to him and get away with it. So now we're in this situation where neither guy is backing down. And I know that usually I would say, let's put him in a match. Let's let him fight it out. Yeah. Let's put him in a cage. Let's do, let's do something violent. I think this has gone beyond that, Flobo. I think that the only thing that you need to do, if you are Shawn Michaels, Ava Rain, whoever's pulling the strings these days, I'm going to get booed for this. But I'll boo you anyway. It's fine. I think one of them needs to leave NXT. I don't think I don't think you can keep them in the same locker room, whether it's one of them going to SmackDown or Raw or both of them, one of them going to different yeah. brands. You cannot have these two on the same brand. It's too dangerous. I don't think it'll end until things get really bad. All right. So I got I got a note on that. One, I think it's just Ava now. The rain has disappeared, which is kind of weird. Uh and and by the way, how did she get the job in the first place? Well, Shawn Michaels like, hey man, you were in a cult. Have a job. Anyway. And the second most important thing is, do you separate these by, per people by match? Loser leaves NXT, or you just pick one at random and go, you're going to Raw, pack your stuff. I think if a match is announced between Jack and Eddie Thorpe, it'll be a very dangerous match, and it'll be something that someone could get really hurt in. So I think the safe thing to do is to just end it now. We'll see how Ava does things. Now, I think if I'm Ava, if I'm trying to think like Ava, who has had a very vicious streak, I think she's going to want to see these two go at it again. I think she's going to push her luck here, but it wouldn't shock me if these two get in the ring and someone gets very seriously hurt. No, seriously, chat, let me know how to become assistant general manager of a brand because that seems that it was very, very easy, but hey, maybe Shawn Michaels is that busy. Um, I'm with you. I almost feel like I should be another general manager pick them. Do you let someone walk from losing a match or do you like have them traded or do you do a pre-trade where you tell SmackDown, hey, look, you know what? How about you give me some cash now because the loser's going to go to your brand. I wouldn't have that would work out the business side, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about our actual main event matchup because there's a lot of moving parts here in this one. The return of Cora Jade, the return of Nikita Lyons, and it was Blair Davenport also in the mix, the Iron Survivor winner, getting herself a title match against Lara Vicaria at New Year's Evil, and the champ herself in a tag team match player, and Tatum Paxi as well. Okay, so Nikita Lyons, Lara Vicaria against Cora Jade versus Blair Davenport. This one here was back and forth. It was competitive. But Cora Jade getting the dub over the champ. It's a whole new wrinkle on the rankings. Yeah, this is there's a lot of stuff to untangle with this situation. I look at um first off, Cora Jade. Talk about, you know, we talk about manipulating situations to get the way they the things they want. Cora Jade gone for four months. By the way, it felt way longer than four months. I missed her to death. I'm glad she's back. But she found a way to get right back into that conversation at the very top of the division instantly. She knows how to do this stuff. She knows how to work the positioning on the card and she executed it to perfection. And I hear my notes. This is Jade coordinated his back jacket hype. Continue. Water Valkyria, usually I don't like people taking bait because clearly Cora Jade was putting bait out there, but I think it was a good move to confront Cora Jade because this early in Lyra Valkyria's title reign, you need to show that people can't act out without consequence. You know what I mean? You need to show that you are the champion. I think it was good she came out. Uh, and Nikita Lyons, very interesting. She's been gone for forever, and so much has changed in NXT since she's been gone. 
it's crazy how much a year can change things in a, in a company and on a brand. The one person I was a little disappointed with, I think you're going to be surprised about, Blair Davenport. One person? She was the one person I was disappointed with in this whole thing. And again, usually I am a supporter of Blair Davenport. Usually right. I stand behind her, but I didn't like her getting involved in this. I didn't I'm, like being a part of it. I'm going to be honest with you, Jack. On my notes, I have, I'm disappointed in everybody. Every, uh, everyone had a bad day. <laughs> Davenport almost gets tabled. Lions gets dropped a bunch for somebody to come back after training for so long. Lyra Bakira gets pinned, and Jake gets a slimy win by stealing that pin. And actually, nobody looks like anyone can see being a future champ after this one, which is actually a good sign in some ways because the women's division has been replenished and is stacked. But this match right here, no one would have that in their highlight reel. I'm just being honest with you. Well, my disappointment in Blair is actually just the fact that she didn't need to come out. She doesn't need to get involved in all, all this. She has a title shot lined up. Like, that's there. It, she, she, it doesn't matter if Lyra Valkyria is caught up with Cora Jade or Nikita. Ly all this drama, she doesn't matter. She's got her shot. She's, you know, Damian Priest isn't getting all worried about what Seth Rollins is doing unless it's time for him to cash in. You know, you look at Royal Rumble winners. They, it doesn't matter what the, what the champ is doing. Just wait till you're shot and take it. She should have stayed out of this. Now she's tied up in it. Now she's a part of this. And now what could be a number one like contendership situation one-on-one -on -one, could now become a four-way or something. I, she's she's muddied up the waters, and it's it's something that one of the few times I say was not a good move by Blair Davenport. Gosh, shout out to longtime listener and somehow supporter of Jack Lamb, who says, Jack has a point about Blair, you know. What would you want to have Blair do? You're the number one contender, but you know the whole world doesn't believe you came out of absolutely nowhere. Sometimes you got to let the people know that you're good at what you do. So it's up to Jack. You, you have Blair hanging out in the parking lot waiting to attack somebody else? Are you kidding me? When when exactly is New Year's evil? Is it New Year's Day? Is it's it? A sec no. It's a second. Second. A second? Yeah. Second, second January? If I was Blair Davenport, or if I was someone who was in her corner kind of helping her get ready for this, I would say, just train. And then kick your feet up on the table and relax. Be 100%. Go into it full force. Let these other challengers and champions beat each other up for a month. And then come in fresh and take the title. She doesn't... She has already got this shot. She does not need to be a part of any of this. She can sit back and let everyone else battle and then come in and pick the bones. And that's what I think Blair Davenport typically would do. I was kind of surprised she let herself get caught up in this. Well, riddle me this, though, because you, you had Nikita Lyons returning, uh, and plus she, she hits after Blair Davenport, but why not give yourself an opportunity, if you're Blair Davenport, to hide yourself or to castle yourself in a tag team match to see the weaknesses of your future opponent? Because you know they're going to collide on the line. And to be honest with you, Nikita Lyons did herself no favors coming out there because everyone got to kick her in the face this time around. Maybe it's a strategic move from Blair Davenport, no? I mean, that same thing could be said if she let the three others just have a triple threat match, right? That's true. Lamb says, if you work in WWE and get involved in a scene with a lot of potential challenges, you know it turns into a multi-person match. Work smarter, Blair. But had 805 pop is worth something, daddy.
<laughs> that the 805 pop is very important. That is fair. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Tatum Paxley, who's just been kind of creeping out in the corner for weeks. Uh, got involved with uh, Lyra Valkyria's locker, putting her face on Peggy Lynch's body, which I've been a two girlfriend. Uh, getting involved in this one looks like she wants to have an opportunity for that title as well, if not be a friend of Lyra Valkyria. You assume things way too often, Flobo. That's me. I mean, Who's to say that Tatum Paxley's the one that put Tatum Paxley's picture on that photo? Maybe really? Lyra Valkyria did it. Why maybe she... She, maybe Lyra Valkyria is just a big Tatum Paxley fan. How did Tatum Paxley get into Lyra Valkyria's locker? Does she know her combination? No, I, that's what makes it creepy. What do you know? I, how do you how do you know she doesn't? Do, who how the whole point of a combination is no one else knows it, right? Like, so maybe Lyra Valkyria is a huge fan of Tatum Paxley. And so she put Tatum Paxley's picture on there because there's nothing Lyra Valkyria would like more than to have a photo with Tatum Paxley. And Tatum Paxley, just being friendly. Okay, explain the feather at the end of the match then. Would you get that? I mean, feathers aren't exactly rare things, Flobo. Yeah, where's the last time you see one sold in the store, Jack? Tell me. Who says she's bought in the store? Okay, maybe when's the last time you seen a wizard give it to her? Maybe she just <laughs> maybe she's plucked it from an unlucky bird. I don't know. In Orlando, <laughs> bird of that size she's just walking the streets of Disneyland, and she just maybe it flew by and she just went yoink as it flew by. Wow, maybe she should be the one doing this then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Tatum Paxley might be in the mix. She actually got a shot before Blair Davenport. And to be honest with you, that's a more immediate threat. Is she a threat? She hasn't done anything to be a threat. Yeah, she has. She has basically encroached in someone's personal space. People get shoved for less in my hometown. Again, you're assuming that she's the one that put the picture there. Just because she came out to support Lyra Valkyria in her time of need after a loss doesn't mean that she's got any nefarious intentions. I support someone like that. They're calling the cops. But that's just me. I'm, just putting, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Uh, but speaking of crazies, one more before we get out of here. Uh, what's the deal with Joe Gacy, man? Is he losing it or what? Joe Gacy had the line of the night, by the way. <laughs> what's better than a Joe? A cup of Joe? <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. You're a uh, dad joke connoisseur. That was awful. <laughs> so awful. Joe Gacy is going through some stuff, and I feel like he's at least <laughs> he's at least on the Met. Now, a few weeks ago, things were looking pretty dark. At least he's got his smile back, as they say. Aww. But you know who's got more than a smile back? You know who's looking like they're definitely coming around dark times and becoming that person that we used to know and love? Is Joe Coffee? You know what I noticed today? Oh, tell me. That hair was slicked back like the <laughs> days, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't in his face anymore. It was slicked back like what we used to know. I think the Iron King is ready to reign again. Flobo Joe Coffee looking good tonight. Uh, we know what I'll, if Dallas comes back, then I would be over the moon. It may be too late for them, but if it isn't. I will definitely buy the merch, as we say. But yeah, okay, if they give them that old song back, just give them the song back. That's what they need. They they're need not. to be able to go. Hey, hey. Like they're, that's they're, that's what we we all need it. They're not going to give them the song back. And that's a problem. All right, yeah. so fix it. Um, <laughs> so as we uh, wrap this up, it's now time for my second favorite segment of the show because the other one is I put you in the hot seat. It's now time for that MVP of NXT. Now, to me, it was clear who was on top this week, but who was your MVP this week, Jack Farmer? 
can I give a shout out to someone who wasn't the MVP this week, but I think deserves a shout out is I want to issue a farmer's market stock pick buy now alert. I don't do this very often anymore, Flobo, uh, but I th- feel like I need to. 2024, the women's breakout star of the year. I'm not talking about tournament winners. I'm talking about someone who really breaks out onto the scene the way so Trip Williams year. did for next year, for 2024, Last Legend. I think yes. you need to, to book it now. Last Legend is someone who has grown so much since when we first saw her and she had her talk show. I think she's grown in the ring. I think she's grown as a star. I think she's grown as a competitor. And by the time 2024 is coming to a close, I think we'll be talking about her the way we talked about Trick Williams today. So let me ask you this. I, I don't disagree, but what made you go, oh, this is the one to watch? Like what was it the Otis uh, exchange I mean, last week? Was the, it the Otis exchange? I think the way she's handled herself at, uh, deadline. I think the way she handled herself today, I think that she is showing that the, th- the thing is what she was missing before was always just the ability to take what she can do physically and turn that into a winning formula. And she's almost there. And you can see the way she has a comfort level in the ring that is really growing. And again, I think by the end of 2024, I don't, I'm not saying she's going to become undefeated in January, but by the time December 2024 rolls around. Last legend will be the women's breakout star in NXT. You know what? The thing about the women's division in NXT is like it's it's flat in a good way, in that there is a multitude of brass rings of cash. So I definitely see that. I'm just kind of curious what was the moment for you? Because for a moment for me was when she was in NXT UK that one week, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally see Lash being an attraction. She has to put all the tools and expertise and have the right stage as mm-hmm. well. Shout out the metaphor. But who was your MVP though? If that's not, if that's your farmer's market pick for the future, who's your MVP this week? Yeah, I can't make her the, the I can't make her the MVP of the week if she lost her match, right? Uh, so I think it's it's with a I bullet, do. with a bullet. Cora Jade, what? Cora, Cora Jade comes out again, puts herself in the conversation for the championship on NXT within one week. She pins the champion, no okay. less. Enough, she kind enough. of, in many ways, outshines the number one contender. And look, she has now joined a legacy here. You know, when you look back at the start of the show. And how she came out, I mean, you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, no. John Cena, Uh-oh. Cora Jade. Stop. She is now the next in line no. of Gene Short champions that will be completely unstoppable. Cora Jade, absolutely MVP of NXT you and a fashion segment icon. You know what? I... I have my reservations about Cora Jade now. I'm, I'm not really sure who she is because, I mean, being mean in his promotion is pretty easy. I mean, Tiffany Stratton's mean. You know, if you want to be honest with you. But you know what? You're right. The Jane Short Revolution will be televised, and Corey Jane could be the heartbreaker for that. You know, you convinced me. I'm, I'm, I was I was sold. So to tell you the truth, Jack, your, your logic has won me over. Now, in my notes, I had Lexus King. Because here was a tournament he was locked out of after the PLE spotlight. He had nowhere to go. Got himself his own meal ticket, although I'm not sure how he got promoted instead of punished, but that's besides the point. But I was going to have him as MVP of NXT because now he's in a breakout tournament. And if he wins that tournament, he'll get a shot right to the top for one of the championships of his choosing. And so that, to me, would be what an MVP would do. But Cora J, it's a very close second, my friends. So props to that. 
If I can say, uh, Alexis King was my very close second. The decision factor came down to two things. Uh, Cora Jade got a win tonight, or uh, I guess at this event, and the jean shorts <laughs> that weren't really shorts, but <laughs> that that is definitely true. Uh, <laughs> Champion Gold comes at you weekly when we try to bring you the best of NXT content, matches, and analysis. Of course, I'm Hubble Voice, but this guy here is Real Jack Farmer. Now, Jack, if someone want to, you know, book you for an event or learn more about what you're about, how to go about doing that. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media, really making a push uh, to try to do threads more. So if you're on threads, uh, hit me up there. Um, but yeah, that's the best place to find me. You can check me out. Uh, the replay of Influencer Fight League 7 Holiday Brawl for All is now airing on Fight TV. You can go check that out. Flobo and I chat, and we're less combative with each other on that one, uh, as well as... Um, that's because you- I didn't know you had gelato without me, but continue. <laughs> No, the, man. <laughs> the uh, and, and then uh, also January 3rd, Santino Bros presents Tag Wars. We are going to have a tag team tournament to declare the first ever Santino Brothers Tag Team Champions. That'll be on Fight TV as well. Unless you're in Southern California, Mike Wexler, I see you in the chat. You can buy a ticket and you can be there in person. January 3rd, start your year off right. Mike, if you're there, I'm claiming credit for selling a ticket. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, I will cool. say I sold a dime. Real, t- real quick before we get out of here, are you a fan of tag ropes or anti-tag rope? Fan of tag ropes. You, believe you it or not, I am a big fan of rules in wrestling. <laughs> believe it or not, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I totally believe it. You uh, can't break the rules if they don't have rules. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's what J- Jr. is. Like, he's not a fan of the new heels now because everyone wants to be heel that gets cheered. You got to break some rules. Uh, but that's besides the point. Shout out to real Jr. who is a legend uh, in the most strict sense of the term because really, mm-hmm. there's so many stories about him I can't tell are true or not. Drapedandgold.com is a website to learn more about the show. We'll be back on all your favorite streaming platforms platforms and on audio but until next time jack farmer say the words do your best and beat yourself